of all Champions League goalkeepers I've seen, and Carrius included, what about the fella in the goal for Villarreal? Carrius included is the worst thing any Liverpool <laughs> fan can say. That's the harshest. Well, Carrius was hopeless, wasn't he? OTB AM, live, weekday mornings from 7.30 on the OTB Sports app. OTB AM. With Gillette, get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar. And the Spar FAI Primary School Fives National Finals takes place in the Aviva Stadium today with current Republic of Ireland footballer Louise Quinn in attendance supporting as girls and boys from 28 schools take to the pitch for a day that they'll never forget. The 2022 Spar FAI Primary School Fives programme returned in physical form this year and saw an incredible 56,212 students involved from 1,081 schools. Since Spar took over the sponsorship in 2015, participation has increased by a spectacular 196%. Delighted to welcome Louise Quinn back to the show. Louise, how are you getting on? I'm good, not too bad. How are you? Very well. Was there anything like this when you were in school? No, I don't think so at all. Um, yeah, this is something I think that's... For me, I just think five-a-side football is probably just one of the most inclusive types of football you can play i think you can play at any age any level um you know just for fun a bit more competitive we definitely know it gets more competitive when it shouldn't be but um but yeah that's you know for me it's just been it's a it's a great initiative just to to get kids and um you know get people interested in uh, in football just from a young age what is your dream five-a-side team from the current republic of ireland team <laughs> From the current Republic of Ireland team, ah, oh, this is I'll be killed for this now. Um, right, we obviously need. I'm gonna go for a, yeah, obviously goalkeeper. So we're gonna go a two-one-one. I would say. Okay. So yeah, we'll go Courtney and goal. Um, sure. Look, I'll put myself and uh, need Fahi in there because I think when you're gonna play. 5v5, 6v6 in, uh, in training. I think experience and defences win the games. And uh, yeah, Denise O'Sullivan and Katie McCabe up top will just kind of put Katie in a more advanced role. Um, yeah, that's perfect for me. Yeah, that works. It's a pretty strong team. Yeah. 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 <laughs> That'll take some beating. Yeah, um, pretty, yeah um, pretty confident with that, yeah. Uh, Louise, can we chat a little bit about the, the the last couple of weeks, obviously, from your own perspective, Birmingham getting relegated um, was obviously hugely disappointing for the team as a whole. Your own season was excellent, obviously winning player of the season, top scorer as well, I think, come come the end of the season. So how did those two things contrast when you analyse your club season? Um, yeah, it is. It's obviously something that's that's quite conflicting. And for me, obviously it's the um, you know, the overall the overall result of of getting relegated was you know, it was definitely the hardest to take. It's nice to have little personal goals that you know that I've completed during the summer, but I just, yeah, you know, it's we had a, you know, a dressing room kind of filled with disappointed people kind of, you know, after that, after that Man City game and, you know, staff and players included. And it was, yeah, just very hard to take. But I think we've got to, I suppose, look, yeah, look at the overall. And I think we did have a very, very tough start to the season. And that was, you know, with the whole change of squad, I'm going to say not a, not a complete pre-season to be honest you know players coming in late kind of getting up to the levels and the fitness that we needed to be at and yeah and then just kind of having having that experience in the WSL because for me it is one of the best the best leagues out there um you know and I've played in a few now and I watch quite a few and for me it just it has the physicality and it has the skill 
level. Um, so it was, yeah, it was difficult. But for me, the kind of, again, the what I en- not enjoyed the most, what was so promising and so, what made it easy to go to work every day was honestly that the, the attitude stayed, the hard work stayed, the determination to kind of try, lift ourselves up and push it over the line. And, and I think that showed really in the last few weeks, um, you know, that we were, we were far more in the games, obviously, apart from the City game. Once they got won, I think, you know, the floodgates opened, I'd say, in, on, on every level, we kind of knew that it was going to be hard to claw back. But honestly, it was still a, a pleasure going training every day with that, with that group, um, you know, and, and they were just brilliant. And how has playing for Birmingham um, as an experience as a whole compared to the other clubs that you've played at? Um, I think it's yeah, it's obviously it's it's very different. It has a it has a lot of history and it's always been a very strong um women's team. And I suppose it's been a team that's been strong kind of without the lack of facilities. That was, you know, something that was quite apparent last season and the season before. And um, you know, and and a lot of the team members had to really put their foot down there, which I which I admired. Um, you know, obviously us kind of going through with the Irish team and and to kind of see that the girls had that determination as well at Blues. It's, you know, it's it's something that actually, you know, it makes you want to play with those players as well to know kind of the mindset that they have. Um, so it is a club, I think, that needs a bit of a, a reshuffle and it needs, um, yeah, a bit of a rebuild. Um, you know, again, facilities-wise, you know, we we didn't train on the on the greatest of pitches for the season at all and, you know, you're you're thrown kind of here, there and everywhere. So it wasn't it wasn't as um uh I suppose like balanced as as you would like it to be. Um but I suppose again personally kind of playing the Birmingham the Birmingham way and how we were kind of doing it, it was kind of sitting off in a bit of transitional football. So for me, in terms of translating that into the Irish team, um, you know, that was it was something that that I actually, I really enjoyed. I I enjoyed how we played. We needed to get it right a lot of the time, but I enjoyed kind of how we wanted, you know, the pace we wanted to play us um, and the intensity and and actually kind of the physicality of the game. So it was still, um, as I said, just <laughs> enjoyable to go, you know, to go into work and to and to try, you know, push through, um, you know, kind of the pain of being in the relegation area. Is that a, an issue that a lot of WSL teams would still have? The I guess not having a training ground that is your own and, as you say, training here, there and everywhere? Or do you think that maybe you were an outlier in that regard? Um, well, actually, we, we, we are at the, the main training ground, to be honest. Um, it's, it's, it's literally the training ground for, for everyone. So obviously there's the, the men's team have a bit of their own section. And then literally it, it starts from under six to up to academy boys and obviously ourselves and um yeah our own academy girls as well so by in terms of being kind of thrown here there and everywhere it was you know where you could find a spare pitch take it because someone else maybe will um and and lots of maybe can't arrive at a certain time because you know there there was a, a tournament going on like an under eight tournament and you know, the car park's full, so, you know, you're not going to be able to really get in and park your car. So, you know, lots of kind of these, you know, which seem like minor things, but were, would absolutely, you know, would disrupt, disrupt our week or our weekends. Um, you know, and that's something then that I think Darren Carter, who's come in, 
you know, he's blues through and through. He's obviously, you know, a legend in the in the men's team, getting them uh, into the Premier League. But then he's, you know, he's really kind of in the last six months turning into a, you know, he's he's learning the trade, and he's been, you know, he's been he's been brilliant. And if I think if there's someone to to kind of change that feel of blues, it's going to be him. And and you know, and there is a lot of positive talks going forward into into next season, you know, to make sure that these things. That we have priority where it needs to be, um, you know, because yeah, it's the the facilities out there. I think it can be. I think it can be get a little bit of a uh, a makeover on on the men's side as well. I think you know the whole thing needs a bit of an uplift and um, yeah. So it's it's kind of down to him, and I, I would trust him to be able to kind of get that the ball rolling. So you know that it's uh, you know there's equality and parity kind of in that way. Yeah, you would think that uh, that would affect the performances. You know, preparation is key. So if you're not able to, I suppose, prepare in the way you'd like to prepare, then, you know, that that'll show once it comes to game time. So it's not a case that there is pitches there that you're just put on different pitches. It's just that there isn't enough pitches readily available. Yeah, and, and that are up to any sort of quality, to be honest. Um you know, they the the pitches changed with the with the weather. So if it was uh, if it was wet, it was you know a bit of a mud patch, and if it was dry, it was rock solid. And you know that then that causes its own its own problems in terms of injuries. And um, yeah, you know, just being able to to ping the ball around in a training session when you need to. Um, you know, so then that was it. Thankfully, towards the end of the season, um, yeah, we were able to then kind of more get our get our, our hands on our boots on on the on the men's pitches um you know so which which then just kind of led yeah to, to naturally better training sessions and um you know kind of being able to get through what we what we need to get through um you know and, and again that was kind of down to the yeah down to the the fight of our of our manager and, and you know making sure that we you know we we get the best chance and, and again I think obviously it didn't work out how we wanted to but the last kind of month and six weeks of the games that we played, the performances were much better, um, you know, and it was, everything was just far more, you know, we were able to move the ball around better and quicker and people just being more confident to, to do it. Um, you know, sometimes you were, you'd be trying to ping passes out on some of the pitches and, you know, it's, it's coming flying up off your foot or just not going the direction you wanted to. So, it actually doesn't give you the confidence to try and make those passes in a game if you can't do it in a training session. So, um, you know, it is something that's, that definitely has to be improved and and something that Blues, uh, yeah, really need to, to look into. But apparently the wheels are in motion to, uh, yeah, to get that changed. I don't even need to ask if the, the senior men's team had the, the same situation, but did the underage men's teams... Um have all the facilities that they needed like we, I, I, I don't even have the specific age groups to mind but um, like I presume all those youth teams ha- had everything they needed on the men's side of things um, yeah so I suppose some of the yeah the kind of 16s 18s they would they would sometimes yeah train on on the the better pitches there was maybe four pitches that had had a bit of quality to them um, but again, they were actually all redoing their surfaces just before we were leaving as well. So it was something, as I said, it kind of needed a bit of an uplift, even on the men's side, if I'm if I'm being honest. Um, okay. you know, for, uh, it is such a you know historic club, and it's it's just something where it just needs yeah it needs to be freshened up, um, you know, and that's 
that's kind of it it is across the board but obviously they you know it'd be more kind of the, the times of how they could get on and obviously priority um you know would would be one of those things so um but thankfully we were able to kind of yeah fight the fight more towards the end of the season are you going to hang around for next season louise or is are you uh, in conversations about what's going to happen next season for you um yeah so i i am on a i'm on a two-year contract so it's all just kind of everything is is kind of still in discussion. It's still a bit early days, and you know it's seeing how the the club are going to be able to support obviously players now that we're in the championship. So it's a uh, yeah, it's a uh, a bit of a bit of quiet time now. Just kind of keep the head down for myself and just kind of you know not overly think about it. But um, yeah, I, I signed a two year, and um, but there there was a relegation clause in it, so it's. It's it's just one of those mixes where obviously if you know the the club are going in the in the way that that you want them to go and that they can go, um you know hopefully it's uh yeah you know for me it's it'll be an easy decision then, um you know and I've I've just I've had a great year and to play under under Darren Carter again, um you know is is my is my plan and intention so. Can I ask you about the the title race in the WSL? Obviously, your your former club would have been disappointed at the end of the season. But it does seem, in terms of the quality at the moment, Chelsea and Arsenal are, are just a little bit ahead of the pack. Is that the way you see it next season and over the next little while, that, that those are the, the two standard setters in football at the moment in the WSL? Uh, yeah, I really think so. Just, uh, you know, obviously I'm going to throw Sissy, you know, back in the mixer mm. there. Kind of, you know, thinking that Man United are, are going to try, try pushing it up there. But... They do just seem to, yeah, to run away with it. It still seems like kind of a, you know, a three-horse race, if I'm honest. Um, you know, the games, I feel like at times Chelsea have the the upper hand over over Arsenal. I'm not sure if it's a if it's a if it's a mental thing. Um, and then obviously the games with kind of Chelsea and City. Um, for me, they're usually the games of the season, to be honest. The quality and the, you know, the I almost the unpredictability of of how the games are going to go, but they just have such quality um you know those three teams across the board you know full full squads um you know especially especially Chelsea they have a they have a strong 18 to 21 players to be honest that can that can play and that's you know that's what's whatever Emma Hayes is doing to keep all the players happy um you know it is it's working a dream um and that was obviously an issue that man city had during the season a lot of injuries were missing a lot of players and they had a they had a bad start but a, an absolutely brilliant finish um you know and then i think arsenal again were unbelievable at the start of the season and i just think the games came a bit too thick and fast too early and um, just them competing in the champions league in the earlier stages i think maybe fatigue and stuff hit in but again they found their stride and um, you know, for me, obviously, thinking and looking that they've they've signed Viv Miedema again for you know for another year at least is is showing that there's you know there's definitely promise and they're still going to keep um, you know they're going to keep building towards you know winning titles. Where do those two teams compare to Barcelona at the moment? Because obviously the statistics we're seeing out of Barcelona are absolutely extraordinary. 30 from 30 in their domestic season this year. 159 goals across 30 games, conceded just 11. They obviously went on a 45-game winning streak, which was halted by Wolfsburg during the season. Is the WSL just stronger than the league Barcelona are playing in? Or are the numbers that we're seeing from Barcelona ahead of this weekend's Champions League final, let's not forget, suggesting that this might be the greatest team we've ever seen? Yeah, at the moment Barcelona are just are just the greatest team we've seen. I think in uh 
in women's football. Um, obviously, they're playing again the other big hitter, uh, Leon, and you know who've been who've been kind of taking these, you know, Champions League winning Champions League for fun. Um, and now I think it's kind of yeah the turn the turn of Barcelona. And I just think comparing the leagues, I, I, so I do think there still is a you know there still is a a bit to go to get up to that level. Um, you know, a very obviously completely different style of play of, you know, how Barcelona play compared to, you know, compared to WSL teams. I would say for me, obviously, I think the WSL is a maybe a bit more of a, not a complete league. It's absolutely not complete and ready to go. But I think it has quality kind of top to bottom, um, you know, and it's really, really competitive where, as you say, Barcelona just run away with it. Um, you know, and they seem to do that in in the Champions League and in and in their own league. So, for me, it's um, yeah. I I don't think the the likes of Chelsea and Arsenal and City are kind of up to the level of of Barcelona yet. But it now just gives you know those teams something new to strive towards and kind of become that way. And how to you know how to stop Barcelona playing playing that style of football and how they how they do it. But it's it's far easier said than done because. You try look for the ball and you can't even really see it moving. To be honest, they're moving it that quick. So, and looking ahead now, um, the the next Irish game is fast approaching. It's really exciting times in Irish football. Is it the most exciting time that you've ever been involved in an Ireland team? Um, yeah, I think I think the last couple of years has been kind of the most exciting. Um, I think from from everything, how we're you know how we approach games, how we're we're playing the games, you know the the wins that we're getting, the um, you know the opposition that we're playing and, and challenging against, and you know you do feel um, yeah now that we, we we can compete against these top teams and we've we figured out ways to you know to to grind out a you know a, a draw or a win, um, you know obviously as we we showed against against Sweden and. You know, we'll just make sure that we can we can get the job done. And it's yeah, for me, it's just been uh, to to properly properly compete at international level. Um, yeah, it's it's just been a joy. And you know, I'm I'm obviously yeah, well into my inter international career now. But I think it's probably is just as exciting now as as maybe when I started out. Um, you know, to kind of keep that yeah, to keep the kind of uh, the fire. The fire in the belly kind of going first um you know and it's it's definitely kind of given given a lift there and it's but already you just have you know the pride of playing for your country and then but actually to be kind of getting results and doing well in the groups how we're how we're doing is uh yeah it just brings an extra element um that i'm just loving at the moment and to get that draw in sweden away from home was incredible you know and you defended like your lives depended on it yeah. When the, that final whistle went, like I, I was there um, at the stadium and I could just see what it meant to all of you, to, to Vera, to the whole management team. And it was funny to see Sweden were, were celebrating too. You know, yeah. so everybody, everybody was hugging everybody <laughs> after the game. Yeah. But it was a massive win and it was a massive statement from Ireland. Yeah, that was it. It was, yeah, I definitely, I got a bit of a wave of emotion directly after the game. Obviously it was, absolute fatigue and uh but just actually like pride as well I kind of I think the first person I did actually get to was was Casey and I just literally I think I just yeah almost fell into her and we just yeah I think we just got a little bit you know slightly emotional just of 
trying to be able to, yeah, to get that result, um, you know, and, and do it how we did it and, and everything was against us. But it just shows when you're when you're persistent and when you have, but, you know, it, it, the, the goal start, started from a set piece and then a complete, you know, second phase of, of everything that was going on. And when you just have someone like Casey who can strike a ball like she can, um, you know, outside the box, you're you're always hopeful. Um, yeah, and so for us, it's it was just showing out that more regularly, you know, it's it's no, no we're you know no team is gonna is gonna get a walkover out of us, um, you know. But we 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 know what's uh, it was a great result, but we know kind of what's what's still to come and and what's important. But you know the yeah the confidence you know that we felt after that game. Um, was unbelievable, but we were also kind of knackered. So this, <laughs> we were even, you know, trying to even listen to a bit of music in the change room after we were just exhausted. And, you know, it was one of those like definite physical games, but the the mental side of it um, was 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 exhausting, to be honest. So how does this next month work? Obviously, the club season's over, but you still got Georgia to play this month. Like, do you go into a little bit of an off season for a little while, take a couple of weeks off before coming back up for that, or, or how how will you work it? Yeah, pretty much. It'll be kind of just yeah, a couple of weeks off. Um, yeah, so I'm off on holiday now after after this. So very good. where are you off to? Yeah, uh, going to Portugal. Okay, very nice. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So just kind of exactly to get the get the break, switch off. Um, you know, physically. To be honest, physically, I'm actually you know I'm feeling I'm feeling pretty good. Um, you know, but it'll just be kind of yeah, switch off the mind a little bit more. There's been you know it's been kind of a real emotional season kind of up and down obviously you know kind of great you know great feelings with the Irish team but then it's been you know very much up and down with with Blues so um, it'll just be kind of yeah for me to to switch off and then that'll be it will be you know kind of come the start of June the first week of June we'll kind of be in full swing of making sure kind of back in back in training sessions and and home base sessions and and then yeah I think kind of getting into camp maybe a little bit earlier just so we're yeah, we're together and can kind of get the get the legs going um, again, and obviously just making sure that we're we're prepared for Georgia, um, because again, every game is is as important as as uh, as the last one and as the next one. So it's uh, yeah, we're just you know we're focusing on Georgia and making sure that we're going to be in in good nick first. All right, Louise, great chatting to you as ever. Enjoy Portugal. Take care. We'll chat to you soon. Thanks, Emil, guys. Louise Quinn there on the line. She was speaking because the Spar FAI Primary School 5's national finals is taking place at the Aviva Stadium today. OTB AM with Gillette. Get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar.